0: Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 years or older. Yes! Believe it or not, against all we have come back for a second episode despite our horrible advice and our terrible analysis and even worse results brad they somehow are going to air this again i don't know who's authorizing it i don't know how we're slipping this through but here we are on day two how are you doing today buddy
1: uh, I have already processed with myself on a local corner to make up for money lost last night. Uh, and I got a gripe, man. I know we may dive in this the second time I'm just getting this off my chest here. Uh, straight out. Straight six out. Six. Yeah. Uh, out of the gate, straight away. Dean Kramer. What the hell was that, man? You were cruising through four innings. I fell asleep early. I'm thinking oh, I'm going to wake up uh, My cred, pick uh hit all oh, glorious couple of units in my bankroll and no, dude got yanked after four and two thirds innings uh, and I was jokingly you know before we started uh, taping this broadcast I, I called him diarrhea Dean Kramer because that was the only uh, conclusion that I drew on why he exited the game early then I saw the pitch count I was way too high but he sucked as a result all of my bets sucked uh, Cody yep. Bellinger didn't get two total bags but everybody else on the Cubs roster did with the wind blowing out a double digit performance in the box score the one wager I hit on was the one I was probably most hesitant on. And that was Clayton Kershaw under four and a half strikeouts and plus money against the Miami Marlins. Kershaw didn't k hardly anybody. He kept walking, dude. So there is that. My bet sucked. I suck. I'm already in the hole, but we shall continue. And uh, by all means, uh, fade every single offering that I suggest. <laughs> Chances are it's going to cash if you do.
0: Well, I didn't even hear the rest of that rant because calling this a broadcast is the nicest thing anybody's ever said about anything I've done. So that was very, they're very charitable of you. But yeah, I don't know if uh, Kramer's allowed on airplanes. I don't know if they're all going to have to turn around when he's on there because there's no other way that he got yanked from that game. He was sailing through it and then all of a sudden he was gone. That's And that is kind of the tough thing about those 16 and a half bet, right? Like they look yeah. so easy to hit. They're so enticing. Like what modern starting pitchers can't make it into the freaking Sixth and uh and cast his bet but oh, somehow- oh wait
1: oh wait there's more toby sorry to interrupt <laughs> the other one just came to mind uh was my beloved the chicago cubs remember i had kyle hendricks over on yes, also sure 16 did. half outs the dude got 16 outs he, he had did. number 16 he got the batter his pitch count wasn't you know lofty body stretch and then out uh trots david ross points the pen And expletives flew out of my mouth in that moment. I'm like, dude, (laughs) let him finish the inning. He's at five and a third. I just need one stinking more out. But he got yanked. And uh, appropriately enough, the relief pitcher came in for the Cubs and gave up a home run. So you get what you (laughs) saw, David Ross.
0: Yeah, man. Well, as you can tell from the opening of this, uh, Brad and I did not do as well yesterday as we would like. I cashed the Yankees over the Tigers, which was my heart bet. So just that blink test was one I was able to get. And Brad actually gets credit because he tailed me on that. Uh, So I'm at one point nine out of five units that have resolved itself. Brad hit a plus money with Kershaw and he tailed me on the Yankees. So he's at four point one out of six. Despite all the yelling you're hearing at the top of the show, he's actually ahead of me in the standings right now. Um, I will say those like you had all your your bed eggs that you're running through here. The Alvarez one really hurt because I was at the game. I was there with my brother and his friend, <laughs> and we were sitting down and we were talking. And I was just describing this podcast to him. Was he didn't know I was taking over or doing any of those things? And I was just talking to him, you know, about all the listeners we have and those sorts of things. And I was telling him how I was in, I was out on Alvarez and all the same stats I gave on the show yesterday. Right, like no extra bases, no multi hit games. Guy is trash. And the word trash goes out of my mouth faster than the ball leaves the ballpark like just the ball immediately leaves the ballpark as soon as I say this and my brother just looks at me and goes hmm won't be as many people listening tomorrow, will there? And I had then I, then I had to explain to him there's so many reasons to stop listening to me that Alvarez will barely make a dent. But I, I will say, Brad, I mean, you're a Cubs fan. I'm a Nationals fan. Obviously, our glory days are a few years in the past. Uh, there is something super satisfying about supporting a horrible baseball team because you could get amazing tickets dirt cheap. Yesterday, we pulled up at the stadium. I pull out my smartphone. I pu- I, I pull up an app. I get diamond club, all you can eat, all you could drink the whole deal hundred and ten dollars wow ten dollars so here i am right like i always talk about i'm just here for the fun i'm the guy who plays blackjack by the book i know i'm gonna lose eventually but i'm just trying to out drink them uh versus what i'm giving to the dealer and so now they're giving me the same situation fresh off our conversation yesterday brad so i could try any hot condiment i want i've got all the hot dogs of the world i got all the sauces of the world they did not have your goobity gook or whatever the hell that you want you
1: never forget you, the jardin era
0: they did not have Jardinera, but let me tell you, let me tell you, Bradley, I want you to try something for me now. I'll try your, your gobbledygook. Oh, don't I make want, me do it. I want you to get a half smoke, a half smoke, which is a delightful DC cuisine. Oh. And then you know what I did? You know what I did, Brad? I cheated. Oh. I cheated God a little bit. I put wing sauce on it. I oh. put wing sauce on a half smoke and it was incredible because the great thing about this, I can spit it out. I can just grab another one, right? So if you vote for a horrible team like the nationals or anybody else, September is your time to shine. There are no lines. You get cheap tickets. You go to the best seats of the house and you can do all the crazy things that you've ever wanted to do at a ballpark at once. It's kind of like, right. And I I will wrap up after this. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you were a teenage boy, you remember those times and people are like, Uh Hey, uh, what do you want to do more than anything in life? You're like, Playboy Mansion. The Playboy Mansion sounds like the greatest thing that's ever happened to a teenage boy. As a middle-aged man, all I ever want is for people to hand me things that I actually want and to not pay them for them. them them. They're throwing ice cream sandwiches. They're handing me beers. There's half smokes. There's hot dogs. There's everything you could ever want. And my wallet never has to leave my pocket. So it is the Playboy Mansion for middle-aged guys who love baseball. It is an incredible experience.
1: Well, I tell you what, man. Uh, you had me at wing sauce because I, I bathe in that stuff uh, repeatedly. So, like, I, I would, I would certainly bathe in it. I would drink the bathwater if it was uh, nothing but like Buffalo Wild Wings, of uh, medium. I like the medium or the hot sauce. Mm. Right kind of spice balance that matches everything. I'm totally down with it. With the one thing it will never match, Dang come on, screw you, Man.
0: Oh my gosh. I think you broke your mic with that take. Uh, All right. So believe it or not, we are going to give out more picks. We are going to do our heart head heater cred yet again. Uh, But now we've told you that we're no good at this. I will give you a chance
2: to stop listening and give our
0: sponsor Caesar some love.
2: You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesar's. Let's talk about them a little bit. Shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesar's palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesar Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards, credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha Full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet.
0: Okay, we are back, Brad Lane. just as a reminder, we're playing a game head-to-head. You are winning right now. We're betting across four categories, heart, head, heater, cred. Uh, heater, will just give you a reminder of the picks we gave out yesterday because those are set it and forget it. We only do, do those at the top of the week. But we are here to top you off with new takes on the other category. And we are in for a treat, Brad. We are in Whoa. for a treat because we do not have to just bet baseball today. You know what tomorrow is. NFL, the NFL is back. The NFL is back. We have a game on Thursday night that I have a feeling you and I are going to take a a irresponsible level of action on just because it's the first one and we've been waiting for so long. So let's just dive right into it, because this is obviously where my heart lies is with the NFL and with uh, gambling on those games. And so my very first pick in the heart category. All right, Brad, here we go. Jarek McKinnon, over 25.5 receiving yards, minus 123 at Caesars. My first football pick of the year. God, that felt good to give out. And this is just really simple. You're pestling in Mahomes for 250 yards, and they have to go to someone. Though at this point, Mahomes goes like Mohoatani, and he also had 100 yards receiving. I'd absolutely believe it. But if you're looking at the overs on receiving yards at Caesars, as of this morning, they only had three options because of all the injuries. So you're looking at Valdez, Scantling at 40.5, Moore at 45.5, and McKinnon. And to my simple mind, that leaves 140 yards of headroom that goes who knows where at this point. And then I applied the blink test of what I thought about those three, and I'm just going with McKinnon because not only is he a dangerous receiver out of the backfield, he should theoretically get more checkdowns if Kelsey sits and can't play. Why should Kelsey play? Like, like they're gonna make the playoffs. Don't wreck your, yeah. your stud the first week out. So he's gonna be the safety valve. He's gonna get a lot more targets. And anybody on the planet, short of you and me, who get six homes from a target uh, gets six targets from a homes, should fly past 25 receiving yards. So without even out giving a single stat or talking about how good he was at the end of last year, this one feels like a winner.
1: Uh, I like that quite a bit. Uh, I had me in a player prop, and especially anything on Jarek freaking McKinnon, uh, because you're right; uh, he's got to spread the love somewhere, and that person spreading love—it's none other than the legendary Patrick Mahomes, and that's where my heart lies. Because I think there is an overreaction. I think there is an overcorrection in the market right now on passing touchdowns in light of the Travis Kelsey hyperextended knee news. And I say, screw all that jazz. Give me the over, baby me two and a half yes. passing touchdowns. And I get seduced by that juice and working those shoulders. Uh, it's seems as well. The plus money uh, right now at that book. And uh, it's understandable why, because people are like, oh, he's got to struggle and he's not going to have uh, his uh, thumb. That's uh, really sticking out there inside the red zone. And that may be the case if Kelsey is indeed sidelined, uh, you know, icing down that swelled knee, but with or without Kelsey, he is still in- incredibly accurate. He is still a generational talent. Uh, He is still in an Andy Reid offense that picks you apart. He knows it like the back of his hand. He did this nine times last year. It's not like the Lions have the most intimidating secondary on paper, even if you're taking it from a superficial point of view. If you dig in a little bit deeper, they're very unimpressive. He will find a way To chuck at least three touchdowns in this game because all the pomp, all the circumstance, all the celebration of last season and that Super Bowl victory in the end. So Patty Mahomes, make me some moolah, my man, on that over two and a half passing touchdowns. It's plus money. Take it. I did say
0: yesterday that um that overs make friends and unders make money, but that doesn't apply to Mahomes. There's no. no Mahomes line that I'm ever fading. I mean, the guy is on the path to be the GOAT. He's the most creative guy we've ever seen at the position. He's playing on the biggest, not the biggest stage possible. He just left the biggest stage possible and winning the Super Bowl, but the biggest stage available, the opening kickoff, all eyes on him. And I love that over. I don't care who he's throwing to. He is just not a guy you can ever fade out the gate and feel good about yourself you <laughs> Uh, So let's move to the next category. And I would love to keep the football party going, Brad, because I know you're going to be all over that. But I'm going to deviate for just one second because I am not backing down on two-way prop parlays after only a single day in baseball. So I am going with a combination of Gunnar Henderson over 0.5 hits at minus 198 and C.J. Abrams under 1.5 hits at minus 238. That parlay over at Caesars is plus 114. So yeah. the stats behind this, the, the, you know, the reason that's in the head category, Gunnar Henderson has a hit in 18 of his last 20 games, and they are facing Patrick Sandoval who averages a hit and ending all season long. And while this isn't as logical and following steps, I'm just so jealous, Brad. I'm so jeal- jealous of people with the confidence to give their babies names that are like super cool. Like Gunnar, it's such a massive leg up. They have in life. If I'd met someone at a party and they said their name was Gummer Gunnar, I would just assume they were a professional athlete or, or at least like a fighter pilot. And I'd also know that I'm just about to be in for like 20 minutes of kick stories. And then no, they'd I- probably look at me and be like, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm an accountant or maybe a lawyer. And I just look at them and like, what happened to you? You need to go back and evaluate your life choices. This is the least cool way your life could have turned out. And I'll reason I'm jealous is I was stuck with Toby, which means I just quickly discovered people over and over again who had a dog named Toby at any point in their life and how sad they were when they died. You know, like really cool party talk about dead dogs. So I'm just jealous of it. I've got to back my man for that. And I don't know if people know this. Your first name is Ellis. So have you ever blamed your parents? Do you think you would have turned out different if you had been given a more adventurous name?
1: Uh, Ellis Evans has uh, got a nice little alliteration to it. And yes, I do have an island uh, somewhere out east. Uh, I should have gone by that. <laughs> but no, I just go by Brad because uh, I come from uh, a line, a lineage of Ellis's in my family, stretch all the way back to Wales. True story, though, Toby. My father, who served in the uh, Air Force as a lieutenant colonel for nearly 30 years, uh, wanted to name me, and again, this is true, power, ace, or truth. My mom no said, it. Hell, hell no, we're shoot that down. And they were driving somewhere in Southern California. I think they saw a sign uh, that said Brad on it. And they were like, Oh, Bradley it is. And my dad's like, fine. It's not going to be power, truth, or race. We're going to name him Bradley. So I have the most lo- like boring Anglo-Saxon name of Brad Evans in the history of the world. And that's what I go by. And by the way, if you do a Google search on me, there are lots of Brad Evans' out there, including one that plays soccer. And I've been mistaken him several times. And I hardly have an athletic bone in my body. So way to go, mom. I really appreciate you not naming me Power Truth or Ace and going with the very boring and mundane uh, I, Brad instead. I've known you for a
0: decade. Uh, you've told me all sorts of things about your life. And somehow you failed to mention that you could have been Ace Evans. Are you yes, serious? Right now? Could have been Ace. Have been my dad was Evans? in the Air
1: Force. I, I mean, oh it made all God. the sense of the world. I would have oh. saluted him for the rest of my freaking life. If Ace would have stuck and was on my birth certificate. No, Bradley.
0: Okay. All right. Well, if you go uh, under 500 again today, I'm calling you Brad tomorrow. But if you beat the juice, (laughs) you are going by ace on Friday, my friend. Uh, Ace Evans in the house. All right. I Uh, like it. All right. On the other side of this bet, CJ Abrams is more like JJ Abrams right now because he looks lost. And most Bassett feels like finding a polar bear on a mysterious island is more likely than him finding his rhythm. The Nats sat him down versus a lefty yesterday. And before he sat down, he'd gone nine out of 10 and 18 out of 20 games without a multi hit one. He's hitting 239 at home. He's hitting 223 at night. He hit 223 in August. There is no number whatsoever that makes me believe that he's suddenly going to have two hits tonight. So he's still played price like the player he was in July when he hit 327. But just like Barbie he faded as the summer wore on. I'm Combining these two beauties a plus 142, uh, plus 114, and it's going to take a smoke monster to keep me away from the window to cash.
1: I love it. Uh, I tell you what, my head is, of course, wrapped around the pigskin, and I got to get some more action in this opener. Uh, it is a hashtag Tequila Thursday. So, yes, the love juice is going to be flowing. Casamigos Añejo, poured neat, por favor, in stat. Uh, that is definitely on the menu for me. Uh, and so is this Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, every time I mm. mention him, my pants just vanish. Uh, they do. They they, they <laughs> this all offensively in my presence. Uh, I'm looking right now. and They're gone. Uh, I think he gets an any time touchdown. And he got that at plus money right now at Caesar's Sportsbook. If that does indeed cash. Pacheco was going to be a pounder. Uh, in that uh, tandem backfield with uh, your boy, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, and he is going to see nothing but light fronts because he's playing alongside Mahomes comma Patrick. So, eight-man fronts, he may get uh, between 10 to 15% of the time this year. Yeah, he only scored five touchdowns in 17 regular season games last season, but he is a violent downhill runner. Uh, definition of a punisher, 3.00 yards after contact per attempt a year ago force the missed tackle uh, uh, 20 times on 170 carries. And most importantly, uh, Mr. Murgler, uh, the offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs, I think it's going to be a top Five unit. They're going to be knocking the door. He is going to be the early down primary rusher. I think he punches one in for six. Uh, I know Detroit, according to our buddy Mike Clay, works at ESPN, mm-hmm. does tremendous work there. Uh, he has projected the Lions to have the sixth worst interior line in the NFL this year, and that was the unit that gave up 15 rushing touchdowns or to running back position last season and 4.74 yards per carried RBs as well. So, pound it home Mr. Pacheco and make me some pennies in the process a whole lot of peas there and uh, hopefully you're going to make something move that also starts with the p if this cash is.
0: <laughs> Oh, I love it Ace Uh, See if that catches on. I'm going to make that happen. That's like my fetch. Uh, All right. So for the heater category, the ones we gave out yesterday, uh, Bellinger over 1.5 total bases all week for Brad. First belly bomb did not land, did not cash yesterday. Better luck tonight, my friend. Uh, I gave out high totals in week one. Anything over 44.5, take the under. The Chiefs-Lions certainly qualifies. As even with the injury news, it's still the highest line of the week at 52.5. So my first heater pick will uh, will know if it cast or not by the time we come back on Friday. So let us get down to the money round, the credibility pick, the money ball, ones you can put two units on. And what I'm going with, Brad, I am going with the Chiefs double result at minus right. 105. So I know you're not a fan of the beautiful game, but I'm always looking for creative ways to lower the juice, of when I feel are obvious outcomes, over covered in glory, it often comes in the form of two leg correlated bets. So instead of taking a juggernaut like Manchester City just to win, you take City to win and Haaland to score, or City to win to zero, something with multiple conditions, and it usually will take a money down, from, a money line down from like minus 400 to closer to even odds. And in the big NFL opener, I am dead convinced the Chiefs are going to win, and so then. Is just have to yep. figure out what's the best way for me to get my value down on that uh, outcome. And I know it's a hot take, right? Like, the defending Super Bowl champs and a budding dynasty will take down the team that had one of the worst defenses in the league last year by virtually any measure. And I know the Lions had a good offseason and our media darling, but is it okay? Is it okay if I just see it one week? One week, can I see this before we crown their ass? Like I do not understand how they're going to go from basically the 30 second defense to being able to stop Mahomes. It just doesn't make sense to me. And so then after that, you just have to look at how you're going to get your money into the window, right? And so like you could do the spread, uh, which is minus five. You could do the money line, but the money line, you're gonna be paying minus two twenty. And so I think what I'm giving out the double result, meaning the Chiefs are ahead at halftime and at the end of the game, gives you the best of both worlds. If they win in a route and they cover the minus five, there's an excellent chance they got out to an early lead lead and there's an excellent chance that they're winning at halftime. They're not a notoriously slow starting team. They often get out and get the jump on people and make them play catch up the entire game. So I like them at halftime. And then once you get them at halftime, then you're minus 105 for the final whistle instead of the minus 220 So I think Mahomes, as we keep talking about, he's money all the time. He's especially money in prime time. And with all the eyes on him, they take the lead early. They keep it the whole game. I cut my money line in half. So two units on the double result for the Chiefs, minus 105 at Caesars.
1: Yeah, I love that one quite a bit. Uh, my cred pick, and uh, never fear the unknown uh, when it comes to the rookie running back or just rookie market in general. I think Jameer Gibbs cannonball splashes in his first NFL game. I'll take the over on three and a half receptions uh, at minus, low minus odds right now at Caesars. I was waiting on pins and needles for this sucker to post at Caesars Sportsbook. And when it arrived, Uh, I did a little jig in my living room because, um, Uh, I couldn't believe the line was this low. I thought it was going to be a four and a half. I think it's going to be five or more catches for the ultra talented rookie out of Alabama. And he's going to be more than an Alabama slammer in this game. Uh, Tim Twentyman, uh, who covers uh, this franchise locally there in Detroit, says, hey, they are viewing Gibbs as one of their ultimate downfield weapons. And a guy that if you get him in space, he's got the shimmy. He's got the shake. He's got all the wiggle in the world to make defenders miss so in a game at which i think the short field is going to be wide open because the chiefs allowed the most receptions to the running back position last year in the regular season they gave up 107 catches just to rbs uh so yeah. a little nickel damer to go billy raft on you i think uh could happen for gibbs in this contest uh, as a receiver, especially if Mahomes comes out and he's dealing, uh, the, you know, the Chiefs get a lead, then game script is going to really play into this uh, to boot, and uh, Gibbs is going to be a factor there in the short to intermediate field as a pass catcher du jour. Remember, he had 44 catches for 444 yards in college, and he didn't play for like Lake Superior State or Bethune Cookman or the sisters of the motherless poor university. He played a freaking Alabama. He is going to be a mighty might. And he's going to post some outstanding numbers in his first game in NFL uniform. So Jameer Gibbs over baby. My da oh. special for to get out to Peter Gabriel on the over three to half catches at minus odds at Caesars.
0: Oh, love the dance! I love the dance. I know it's a podcast, but we gotta get you like on the grind or whatever the hell's on MTV nowadays. (laughs) I gotta see those moves.
1: Is is Club MTV back? I'm in.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Well, we gotta we gotta calm down a little bit. The NFL got us all hot and bothered. So let's go ahead and take our last break. We'll come back with Taylor Fail, then we'll get you out of here.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. better because it has to be
0: okay we are back and we are gonna wrap this up by playing Taylor fail which is where i have to either uh back one of brad's bets or i have to take the opposite side of him and he's got to do the same to me yesterday he took the yankees which cast i took kramer which crashed out on both of us
1: diarrhea Uh, dean kramer get it right (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yikes uh, so for this week, re- uh, this edition I would love to fail Brad I would love to fail him I'm looking for an opportunity to do so I've got to find one on Friday but Jameer Gibbs is it, I gotta, I've got to back it I just have to a lot of people have to chase the Chiefs right because I already said I think they're going to jump out to an early lead and that drives pass attempts up overall and it's not like the Lions have a great bell cow to either try to control the clock and counteract that nor do they have a great secondary option um, opposite of, of Amon St. Brown. So I don't see where else they're going to throw the ball and to only have three and a half for Gibbs and making his debut, as you said, came out of Alabama. I uh, had, I think, eight receptions against Texas last year. I think he had five or six against LSU. Like, they throw the ball to him when they need him against uh, other top flight teams. So I I love it, Brad. I wanted to fade you on that one, but I'm going to join you on the over 3.5.
1: Oh, smart man. Uh, I think that one's going to cash. It, it, it honestly could cash in the first half. It's all going to be contingent on game script and how things unfold early on uh, there in Arrowhead, which is uh, certainly going to be deafening uh, for Jared Goff and France. All right, I'm going to tell you on Jared McKinnon. Why? Because I cannot resist player props in the NFL. So if I see one, <laughs> uh, I'm going to glob onto it immediately. Uh, I'm going to hump its leg. And that's what I'm doing with the uh, little dynamo there. All the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll take the over on 25.5 receiving yards. Uh, I think he's going to catch a minimum of three balls. And usually, you know, he operates in space on the wings It's not like this Detroit uh, defensive unit is all that intimidating. I think they're going to be bottom third uh, overall for much of the year. And even though the total has come down this game, it opened at 54.5 instead of 52.5 in light of the Kelsey news, I still think there are going to be a lot of crooked numbers on the scoreboard, which plays perfectly. And McKinnon's hands as a receiver in this cheese pass game. So Money Mahomes, uh just dump it off uh to the former Minnesota Viking. Let him take off, and I will add some much needed units to my bankroll. And uh so will Toby. So we both win here in the end.
0: All right. Well, tell people where they can hear some other winners from you, Brad. I know you gave them out yesterday, but for the new folks that join us today, where does all this nonsense live when they're not on this show?
1: Well, if you want uh, some additional propaganda in regards to this game, it's specific to mandatory Montgomery. I'm talking about Dave Montgomery. Uh, You want to download and subscribe to the Fade 5 podcast right now uh, on uh, YouTube. Just search uh, the Fade 5 or uh, via the podcast app on your favorite device. Also search uh, the Fade 5. Myself and Nate Lunny do episodes three times per week, 30 minutes apiece. And uh, the Thursday preview is up. Locked, loaded, and live right now. Oh, speaking of live, uh, I contribute to Live Align, a show that I co-created, a show that I EP on, a show that this ugly face uh, speaks into uh, animated picture and sound on camera. Uh, you can check that out on Stadium and also across the Ballet Sports RSNs Monday through Friday starting at noon Eastern. Uh, other than that, um, somebody hire me to write. I like to do that. I don't have a job.
0: all right pal well i'd love to hire you to write but i don't have anywhere to put it so we're just gonna have to stick to doing this podcast um for our network, and we're at Extra Points, this is an exciting week because all of our shows are back. We have WaverWired, which made its return yesterday with Jen Piacetti and Eddie Spaghetti. Uh, Lemon Pepper Parlay comes back out today with Martin Weiss and Mark Gunnels. And we are re-debuting Extra Points with Dave Damashek, Sarah Tiana, and special guests coming out that. I believe Colleen Wolf is on the debut episode this week.
1: She's awesome!
0: I know, you're a big fan. We're all big yeah, fans. Yeah, I met she's her in, in
1: person. She's even better.
0: Unlike you, I've got to say that. I, yeah. I prefer you on this box. Because you are scary when I see you.
1: Yeah, and they're, finally, they're, we... there's a lot of hugging and inappropriate touching when an East Indian person. <laughs>
0: uh, and then the minus three show will be back, obviously, with Damashek and Hench on Thursday and catch their 15 minute version of a pregame show. We're going to put a pregame show on a shot clock and we're going to have a social experiment to see if Dave Damashek can stop talking ever and keep them in under 15 (laughs) minutes. So this is going to be super fun. That'll be out on Friday. Uh, We really appreciate you coming back for the second episode of Trendy. Love doing it with my friend, Brad. We'll bring other friends in in future weeks. Uh, But, you know, really enjoy doing the show. And we will have better results today because it can't get much worse than it was yesterday, Brad. Come on. Let's let's have some winners tonight. What do you think?
1: Uh, Dean Kramer, you're still dead to me.
0: (laughs) All right. Well. Hopefully you guys are not dead to the show. You will be back and listen to us next week, or our audience will dwindle even more than after Alvarez hit that bomb. We'll see you guys on Friday. Take care, everybody.
3: Go Gibbs!